Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a look at wheat markets in early 2019. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Partly cloudy. Fog patches dissipating early this afternoon. Wind southwest 30 gusting to 50. Today the high plus 5. The low minus 8. The wind chill near minus 13. Tomorrow, cloudy skies, winds up to 15 kilometers an hour, the high minus 5, wind chill minus 12 tomorrow morning, minus 17 in the afternoon, windy with a low of minus 8. Sunday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries and windy, the high 0, the low minus 4. Monday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 2 and windy, the low minus 15. Tuesday, sunny with a high minus 12, the low minus 13. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 4, the low minus 11. Thursday, sunny, the high near minus 6. The normal high is minus 11, the normal low minus 23. The sun rose at 8.59 this morning. It sets at 5.08 tonight. And around the province, well, the hot spot is Maple Creek again today at plus 9. By the way, the other hot spot, the hottest spot in Canada is a place called Pamrocks, B.C., and it's at plus 10. So Maple Creek is only 1 degree off the highest, warmest spot in Canada. Estevan is plus one, Saskatoon minus four, Swift Current plus four, Weyburn minus three, Yorkton minus five. Regina has some mist in the air. It's minus six, that's 21 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-southeast at 13, giving a wind chill of minus 12. Humidity is 95%, the barometer dropping 100.5. Cloudy and Moose Jaw plus four, winds are from the south-southwest at 18. Once again, Regina mist and minus six, that's 21 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougalauction.com. A grain market analyst is forecasting rising wheat prices in early 2019. Neil Townsend of FarmLink Marketing Solutions sees wheat prices rising 25 to 50 cents a bushel in coming months due to declining supplies in Russia, the European Union, and Argentina. Well, I think we're going to see some strength in, uh, you know, cash wheat prices in uh, Western Canada. I think that the world is sort of having to buy Canadian wheat because of uh, shortfalls in other countries or shortfalls of availability in other major exporters. So the Russians are sort of, you know, they've blasted out most of their wheat that they can export. They're down to kind of, you know, a smaller amount left than, you know, they had, say, at this time last year. And, uh, you know, Ukraine is in the same situation. The EU didn't have a big pile of wheat. And then one sort of, you know, maybe call it a little bit of an X factor, a little bit more positive is uh, Argentina, sort of their wheat crop, which hasn't been a major factor in a lot of markets in the last decade. You know, they've kind of 
gone away from producing wheat. Well, they're back producing some wheat, still not, you know, like a gigantic amount, but they had some adverse weather conditions at harvest time, some, uh, a lot of water and excessive moisture that kind of downgraded a bunch of their wheat. So there's going to be a little bit less Argentinian wheat kind of competing out in the world market. Maybe on a slightly, it, one thing that's been supportive throughout the year is a very small Australian crop and small export surplus there. But I guess the actual harvest results, particularly in Western Australia, have been a little bit better than uh, than expected. So there could be like an incremental four or five hundred thousand tons of exportable surplus in Australia. But I don't I don't see that having a major uh, significant downside uh, pull on uh, on prices. And there's still lots of opportunity for Canadian wheat to work into markets. And and then basically as an necessity. How much will wheat prices strengthen? Well, I mean, I, I think we, you know, it's safe to say that there's probably a 25 cents to 50 cents upside for the cash prices from today. You know, it's not an absolute guarantee that we get to those levels. I mean, we've been sort of aggressively selling and there's been a lot of wheat activity over the last, uh, say, month and a half. Um, so you never know exactly whether or not, you know, the market's going to keep going up or if uh, people have satiated their needs for a little while. But I would say that, you know, more signs of uh, adverse weather, you know, we'll start to get things like uh, winter wheat conditions in the U.S. I mean, of course, we're not going to get them until they resolve their government issue down in the U.S., but we might see some, you know, information on wheat conditions in Ukraine and Russia and the European Union. And if those kind of come in like, oh, sort of negative or, you know, uh, like, for example, in Russia, some places like the snow cover is very weak. So if it does turn really cold here, that could be kind of, uh, you know, poor for potentiality of the winter wheat crop. That could also be a, a bolster to the price. And that's where we would get, you know, that full 50 cent kind of increase from the current prices. But otherwise, I'd say, you know, we're probably looking at a 25 cent per bushel increase. Wheat could go up 25 to 50 cents a bushel. What about Durham? What's the outlook? Well, Durham, we've seen a little bit more signs of life there. I mean, you know, the overall supply and demand balance for Durham continues to be relatively negative. I mean, I've, I've mentioned many times on your show, I think that like, you know, one of the problems that Durham faces is really no incremental demand growth. And we're talking over time. Durham is kind of what Durham Durham is, right? So we expect like Durham to continue to kind of, you know, plug along. That being said, I think that what's happened in the last month and what sort of projects to happen over the next few months is that there has been a bit more emergence of demand that's actually coming to Canada and looking for Canadian Durham. So we do see a bit of opportunity there. I mean, again, I think like our sort of average selling price we're looking at, I mean, and it's not there in every jurisdiction right now is about 675, but I would say that, you know, sort of the upside on that's probably a quarter and, and maybe a little bit more at best. And, and again, there could be areas of uh, Western Canada, Canada where you don't even get to those prices. But but yeah, there's been a bit more demand. It's a little bit more favorable. Townsend says spring seeding of Durham may decline and have an impact on demand and prices in late spring and early summer. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the this portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today also brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. For many years, farmers have been able to repair their equipment, but as technology progresses, it's becoming a bigger challenge. Right now, there's a battle in the United States over the rights of farmers to fix their own machinery. If legislation is passed in individual states, it would make it mandatory for companies to disclose their diagnostic software and sell parts. However, under the new Canada-U.S.-Mexico trade agreement, 
which is yet to be ratified, Canadian farmers would not be covered by the same rules as U.S. producers. The right to repair topic will be covered during a presentation at CropSphere in Saskatoon on Wednesday, January 16th. The speaker will be U.S. farmer Tom Schwartz from Bertrand, Nebraska. And it's not because farmers don't want to repair their own equipment, but their ability to do so has been compromised due to the technology that's involved. And the legal applications can, can cause problems for farmers' ability to work on their own equipment today, too. And we've got kind of a, an unusual situation that's developed here worldwide. The technology in phones and uh, computers has made them almost disposable items. You know, when somebody has problems with a $200, $400 phone, they just chuck it. You know, they don't mess with sex and that they just get a new one. And the legal arena somewhat views those phones and tractors as being the same thing. And so what's happened is those rules that have applied in Apple and, and, and AT&T and those kind of companies have been brought over into these bigger farm companies. You know, farmers can't treat tractors as disposable items. When we have a machine that we put, you know, $100,000, $300,000 in or more in the case of combines, um, we can't just walk away from them. And so we've got to have the ability to repair them, and we've got to be able to have the ability to repair them in a timely fashion. When you're in the middle of harvest, you can't be waiting a few days for somebody to get to you to repair an, an item. And so having the ability of more people to fix your equipment rather than less is really important to us. Schwartz further explains his presentation. These big companies, you know, they've got their goals, and, and they're understandable goals. They've spent a lot of money in research and development to develop these technologies, and they want to protect that technology from being pirated, so to speak. And I, I certainly understand that, you know, and they have a right to expect that their investment in research and development is going to be repaid. I don't question that. The problem is when they apply rules that they're using to protect that to us, in a lot of cases, they remove the ability of a third party to work on equipment, whether that's ourselves or a, a small town mechanic shop. We've got to be able to work this out with these other companies so that that technology is available and it can be done in a, in a, in a good manner or a safe manner. You know, and, and I know one of the things you're going to probably hear from people if you, if you talk to the companies on this issue is, well, we're worried about safety and we're worried about emissions. And, and, you know, I can't promise you that if we make changes that there won't be farmers that will utilize this to work around emissions requirements or to possibly even work around safety issues at times. But, you know, we're not going to be able to look out for every possible outcome here. And uh, the amount of good we do by allowing access, I think, will far outweigh any, any negatives. Tom Schwartz is a farmer from Nebraska and says the majority of U.S. producers support right-to-repair legislation. California recently passed legislation that's viewed as being supportive to agricultural equipment manufacturers. Schwartz says there's a lot of lobbying going on at the state level. There's a lot of money in this thing. It's, I mean, to get laws passed is going to be a big deal. On the lobbying side of this thing, farmers are generally being outspent 28 to 1 in terms of money that these companies are investing in lobbying versus what farmers invest. So there's a lot of money in this thing for the equipment manufacturers. They don't want this to change, and they're willing to put a lot of money on the table to keep that from happening. And farmers obviously 
don't have the money available to them or are unwilling to to do that. A few farmers are getting around things by hacking their own equipment, which ends up voiding any warranties. Schwartz does not support those types of actions. I'm not going to come into town and present myself as an expert on hacking computers or tractors. You know, that's that's not my place. I work in the big picture area more so as, as a farmer. I mean, I'm interested in how we can keep our equipment running. And I, I'm looking at this more from a big picture perspective of, you know, how we get the laws changed and the, these licensing agreements that we've kind of had slipped through on us uh, amended so that we can take care of our equipment on a, on a timely basis. If, you, if, you, if they wanted somebody to come in and talk about how to basically work around on the computers, I'm probably not the guy to do that because I, I kind of a, I'm one of those play by the rules guys and if it doesn't allow it, I don't do it. But there certainly are a lot of guys out there that are that are taking things into their own hands and taking pirated software and, and moving forward with it on their equipment. Tom Schwartz is a Nebraska farmer and will be a keynote speaker at CropSphere on January 16th in Saskatoon. The presentation is called Equipment Manufacturers or Software Companies, the farmer's right to repair in the new Paradigm. The forum will be moderated by Kevin Hirsch. There will be an opportunity for questions following the presentation. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin' Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton, and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola fell 80 cents at 448.62. Oats dropped 91 cents at 199.26. Number one red spring wheat increased $1.50 at $252.25 per metric ton. The rest were all unchanged. Durham, 221.81. Feed barley, 192.63. Flax, 478.29. Yellow peas, 253.54. Feed wheat, 193.31. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March wheat is up five and three quarter cents at 571 and a quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-4180 or Weyburn, 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 4th. Uh, last sale we had in Weyburn was on December 12th and 14th. D1 and D2 cows sold from 65 cents to 75 cents. D3 cows sold from 55 cents to 65 cents. Counter cows sold from 40 cents to 55 cents. And good butcher bulls sold from 85 cents to 95 cents. At our bread cow sale, bread heifers over 1,000 pounds were selling from 1500 to $1,900. Smaller heifers were $1,200 to $1,500. Good young bread cows were $1,600 to $1,900. Middle age or late bread cows were $1,400 to $1,600. And mature cows were slaughter priced to $1,300. Our first regular sale is on January 9th. And our first pre-sorted sale is January 21st. If you want to market cattle here at Weyburn Livestock, give us a call at 842-4574. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,100 hogs Thursday, selling a range of 116 to 136 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,900 head, selling a range of 119 to 136 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, January 4th are Maple Leaf Sig 5 126.38, Ham's Cash 134.88, 
Thunder Creek Brickco 123.30 and High Lake $135.89 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and four contract prices open mixed this morning. A Thursday the Canadian dollar was up 54 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3501. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.62 cents US. U.S. cash markets are closing the first week in the calendar year of 2019 with strength, and all reporting regions are finishing higher. Large daily slaughter levels suggest packers are not backing off anytime soon, even though a lowering cutout value trend seen as of late eats into packer profitability. The U.S. government shutdown is preventing the reporting of export sales, and while the weekly report can be criticized, it did provide a glimpse into trends in a timelier fashion than the monthly reports. Lean hog futures are trading in a choppy pattern as the market attempts to reconcile the lack of official data to developments elsewhere. The weather outlook for today, partly cloudy, wind southwest 30 gusting to 50, the high plus 5, the low minus 8. Tomorrow cloudy, high minus 5, and a low of minus 8, windy. In Regina, mist and minus 6, that's 21 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.